Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talking about you with Estra, Season 8, Episode 38. Remember, we're here Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate your time and look forward to sharing information, ideas, and comments. It makes us all better people. And, yes, today is what? Election Day. I hope that either you have voted or you're in the process of getting that done because it's important for you and I to be able to do this because it is about our democracy and what we do matter. It matters what happens in our country and also in our world. So make sure to realize that your vote means you've shared your power, right, and also your voice. It makes such a big difference. So thank you today for being here. Now, today we're going to continue on what thankfulness we place in sadness, okay? And that's an attitude of thankfulness because it builds confidence and courage to just be you. And why is it so important just to be you? Because each one of us has our own role to play. It's really important. And every time we go out and we vote and we say we're not going to be mistreated or burdened, it makes a difference. All right, so before I actually uh, get into uh, the um, the actual show, I want to make sure that today you know you won't need a pencil. Okay, so you don't have to have a pencil. We're actually going to take time to go over a couple articles in just a few minutes that actually shows you not only why it's important for you to vote, but some of the things that actually just might be going down that might be hurting you and you don't even know it. And why is that? Because the information that you need isn't actually uh, played up there. So um, that's the, the main key to have to you have to realize. Okay, so just as you have to, what am I trying to say here? One of the things for being thankful and replacing sadness, it means you have to have an open heart and an open mind and an open soul. And that's what allows you to wipe off all those cobwebs of sadness and replace it with thought, activities, and emotions with ideas of thoughtfulness. It really makes a difference. So, of course, I get into that. I have a few things to say about the political process, okay? Now, politicians taking PAC money means who? They're not working for you, but they're working for Wall Street. And working for Wall Street does not help us by any means, right? So that's the big difference there. Okay, so if they're taking back money, it's probably not money to help you and not in your best interest. So that's one thing we have to keep in mind is that when you see them saying uh, or doing things and voting in Congress about those, and you know that it's really not going to be good 
for you. Okay, here. No, sometimes you have to just multitask for a minute. There we go. So there we go. All right, so let's see where we are in the country. Uh, hold on just a second here. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I don't know if you've noticed it, but today is election day, and still today there's a lot of tactics for voter suppression and a lot of racial tests that they're doing to make their point. They're trying to scare color not into voting at all, or they're trying to get white people to be so afraid not to vote for people of color. What kind of craziness is that? Does that help us? Of course it doesn't help us as a country. It helps a small population of people, and that's it. No one else does it help, just them. And what does it help them do? Keep money that doesn't belong to them that actually belongs to us. Okay, so to me that's a serious problem, and I hope you think it's a problem too, because we should still have the courage and take responsibility for our democracy. We cannot be beat down and beat up the democracy away from us. There's just something wrong with that. And why would they even think that they would have the right to do that? We cannot underestimate the impact of a political decision on our lives. If it wasn't important, they wouldn't be trying to hurt us, right? They would just keep on with doing whatever they're doing, and, and they wouldn't be concerned with what we have, considering that they have the majority of money from our country, they basically have taken it from us. Isn't that a sad state of affairs? But your voice, your power, and your vote today can make a difference so that doesn't happen again. Uh, I don't know why they think that that's something that they can do. But I want you to know, though, I'm thankful for you being here today, and I appreciate time and look forward to sharing information, ideas, and comments. It is what makes us all better people. We learn from each other all the time, and that's the way it should be. And we should be able to look up to each other and not be looking down on each other or creating hate. And by the way, I haven't forgot about a new phone number. I just want to make sure once we get another number, I get to control that phone number And that means you can contact and call in with your comments at any time. So I'm still working on that. I'm always sometimes a little slow, uh, but that's okay because that means I will get to it. And by the way, don't be surprised who would have the old number for talking about you with us and sure it happens. That's who I suspect will get it. Policyholders, I believe, would be surprised to know the tactics that these people use. Yes. We will be talking about that at the beginning of the new year. However, today, I'll be making some points that I think you are going to really be surprised about. So let me just jump into this because today is the election day, and it's going to be a busy day for most of us. But there's two articles I've just got to talk about today because they're so important. The first one is by the Spokane Spokesman Review, and it's actually here in Washington State but it's talking about a global issue. And the name of the article is, One Out of Ten Social Security Offices Has Closed Since 2000. And this article is by Patricia Sullivan. Okay? And I'm actually going to read, both of these are so important, I'm going to 
to read the majority of them. And as you know, I usually don't do that because I love for you to go out and read them. But by the way, if you go out, consider subscribing to these newspapers or the articles where they're written because if we don't support them, who will? Wall Street. And if Wall Street's supporting them, they're not going to be interested in the things about us, okay? All right, let's see here. So it starts off, it says, a series of shutdowns across the country by the Social Security Administration is causing major difficulties for the elderly, people with disabilities, and other beneficiaries, activists, and political leaders say. Right? So they're both saying this is a major problem. And why would they do that? The elderly have enough trouble trying to get around. People with disabilities have enough problems. And then other beneficiaries. So all of these people, and they don't say the poor people in here because majority of these people are poor people, right? So to me, that's really the issue. They don't really care. And my question is, why is Social Security uh, Administration allowing this to happen? And why aren't they fighting back for the people on Social Security, the retirees, and also the people with disabilities? I don't understand it. Perhaps they can give us an answer why they're, putting up with a lot of these tactics that are hurting the people that they're supposed to support. All right, I'm going to go on here. The agency has closed about 125 of its approximately 1,250 offices since 2000. That's a 10% reduction. Part of what officials described as a shift to greater use of online services in an era of budget constraints and growing populations of senior citizens. Let's just stop for a minute. How many senior citizens do you know that are online? How many senior citizens even know what online is or how to get there or have enough support to be able to do a legitimate job? That really irritates me when people take advantage of uh, senior citizens. I have to stop here for just a quick second because I saw something go down that really kind of irritated me where senior citizens actually call to get information on their long-term disability uh, benefits and they were asking to receive information on it. And I noticed that this long-term insurance company uses one of the same tactics auto insurance companies do. They get you on the phone, and they get you talking. And what the game is, they'll ask you question one, and the answer to it should be yes. Then question two, and the answer should be yes. Then question three, the answer should be yes, in their mind, right? But then seniors, you know, they're, if they were well, they wouldn't be trying to get their benefits, right? And all of a sudden, they asked another question. The answer should have been no. But they had set them up in, in those answers of yes, yes, yes. So their mindset had gotten to the point of just saying yes. And I'm saying, who would be so cruel to use that on people in a vulnerable position, whether it's an auto insurance company trying to set up the policyholder not to pay out benefits or a long-term disability company who doesn't want to pay out to the elderly? What is wrong with this picture? And then why don't we have people who are to, that actually are in political positions to protect us from those kind of craziness? And that's because they're probably, what, getting money from those PACs, right? Those lobbyists, those PACs, the ones with the money who keeps them in, in place. That's what time when you go out and vote today, make sure you're voting for people who are going to be representing you, that are going to be helping you and not disrespecting people. There's something seriously wrong when that kind of stuff continues to go on. All right, I'm going to go back into the article. It's the Spokesman Review. The name of the article is One Out of Ten Social Security Offices Has Closed Since 2000. 
and I'm going to go on. In addition, all 532 Social Security Administration contact sites, locations that serve remote rural populations on a weekly or monthly basis, have also closed that leaders of the union that represent Social Security employees. What does that tell you? Who's causing this chaos and why? They're certainly not bothering Wall Street. They're certainly not trying not to give Wall Street money that belongs to you, that you put money in for decades. So why are they messing with the people who can afford it the least? That's my question. All right. It says the number of Social Security officers were the number of Social Security Security office workers has dropped by 3,500 since 2010. And under the funding and under the funding levels proposed by the Trump administration, yes, these are the people you're thinking about voting in today, another 1,000 jobs would be lost. Congress cut the agency's operating budget every year from 2010 to 2017. Who was that? A Republican Congress did what? They cut the agency's operating budget every year from 2010 and 2017 before increasing it this year, she said. You know what? That's a long time. Seven years of not helping people, and then all of a sudden an election comes up and you're going to pretend like you're going to help for a minute? For a minute? What is that going to do? It's not going to help all the people you've hurt and their lives have been suffering for decades because of the poor decisions Congress has made and the Trump administration is trying to put into office or put into action. That's really sad. It says, but with the 10,000 Americans turning 65 every day, how many? 10,000. So they're trying to break you down. They're going to close up the offices you need to support, especially with baby boomers coming on, who, by the way, paid into Social Security not only for themselves but the generation before them, right? So they're just, what are they doing? Why are they hurting us? Congress hurt us enough. Think about who you're voting for today and what they're going to do with this your Social Security as a retiree or as a disability? And why in the world are they opening up all of these fraud surveillance actions in every city in the country instead of doing what they should with the money? I'm telling you, greed has, has just overcome our country so much that we need people who will respect themselves first so that they can respect the people that they're supposed serving. Okay, let me go back. Congress cut the agency's operating budget every year from 2010 to 2017 before increasing it this year. He said, but we haven't seen any increase. Have you seen an increase? Have you heard them saying even a cost of living? That's what it is, coal, a cost of living wages so that you can survive where you're at. Most people still make about $1,200 on Social Security. They can't even pay their rent. They can hardly eat. Many are living outdoors. In Washington State, it's fascinating how many homeless people or people staying in their cars there are. And and they're talking about just doing more destructive things to people who are already suffering enough. What kind of people does that say is representing us? The kind that need to be what? Kicked to the curb. All right, let's see where we are. It says, despite the recent funding boost, Social Security Administration continues to close field offices, primarily in urban neighborhoods. Did you hear that? Now, they know people are needing help. Why, is, why are people always picking on people? Do they think that uh, people of color don't deserve justice and fairness in America? Do they think we're not paying attention to the dirty deeds that are being done? 
how they're slipping out money that should go to the poor and giving it to the rich. Okay, this is the opposite of a Robin Hood situation, as I've mentioned before. Let me say that again. So you hear it, and you know who you're voting for when you're out there, and are they people who are really going to be protecting you? It says, despite the recent funding boost, Social Security Administration continues to close field offices, primarily in urban neighborhoods. They close them in in, uh, urban neighborhoods, yet they're building all these surveillance and fraud that we don't have an issue with for Social Security. They're creating them, in my opinion. And why are they creating them? So they can give the money to Wall Street. That's not the, the type of people we want running Social Security. I know it's not the kind I want. People I want are the ones that are going to respect the people on Social Security and protect them from these deviant acts. We don't have time for this. Sick people, disabled people, injured people. People need to get on. They're trying to get on with their lives. They don't need this kind of crap. They need people in there who are going to help and help them to move forward and lift them up and lift them out. You know, in 1995, that was the kind of Social Security office we had. We had people who were willing to try to lift people up. And I believe because of their positive energy and, and wanting to help people move from Social Security uh, disability, the people were out there. They were trying hard to get there. They were looking forward. They were doing things, right? They weren't cut off from actual having medical care that would make them better. Who does that kind of crazy stuff? If you want people to lift up and be moved up, you help them. That's what Social Security disability is was supposed to do. It's not, in my opinion, what they're doing now. Now they're out there just trying to get money for those who don't need it. That's the problem. Let me go on here. Let's see where we are here. It says, in Milwaukee, Mayor Tom Barrett, and then it says D, I guess both may be father and son, um, who served in Congress from 1993 to 2003, said he still can't make sense of Social Security's sudden decision earlier this year to close the only, not multiple, the only field office in the city's heavily Hispanic and low-income South Side. Wow, doesn't that sound like what they were doing on voter suppression, right? Didn't they take one, a place that only had one voting booth and moved it way out of town so that people couldn't get there to vote? We need to kick these people who have no integrity to the curb. This is not the America we know. And those aren't the people who serve us. Or those aren't even the people who serve democracy. Or those aren't even people who are doing their job. What are they doing? They're hurting us. Congress hurt us enough. Put them out. They're hurting you. They're hurting your family. They're being disrespectful of our democracy and only trying to give Wall Street the money and make Main Street stay in the mud. There's a problem with that. Okay. He says here, it's the first time in his 25 years as a public official that he's seen such an uproar over a federal office closing. And why is that? Why the uproar? Because the people they've hurt. They know exactly what they're doing. The strategies that these people pull out aren't by accident. They know exactly what they're doing. So don't be deceived and thinking, oh, this was by accident we closed the only one, and now these Hispanic people won't be able to get their benefits, or it'll be more struggle, right? Why are you making people who are struggling hard now struggle more? You want to make somebody struggle, take it up to Wall Street. They've got a lot of money to fight you back. They can take you to court, right? They can keep you there for uh, 10 years 
and they won't even bother them. They will even hardly remember what you've done. They'll have gone on with them, their lives. So, yeah, poor people, poor people are going to remember that. We're going to know how much you've hurt us. And that's why it's time for us to vote right now. Yes, you might be facing voter suppression today, but what do you say? I am thankful that I'm still breathing and I can still vote. And I'm going to go, I don't want these people representing me anymore. They've done me wrong, they've hurt me, and it's time to stop it. That's what that's about. Now, he said, uh, Social Security beneficiaries routinely complain about understaffing at offices and long waits for services, and that's another strategy to make it discourage, right, disappointment, have to fight them all the time. Why would we have to fight Social Security all the time? Why? They're supposed to be there to help us get better, to help us move on, to improve our lives, not to make it detrimental. Isn't that why we pay premiums into Social Security? Now, all of a sudden, because Wall Street hit the recession, lost all of their money, decided they didn't have any, they wanted to use Social Security's money to invest, and then Congress started playing with the insurance lobbyists and started trying to move that way. The Republican lobbyists or congressmen and lobbyists. Rarely do we see uh, the Democrats, but there are some. But we, we're going to just maybe take it home to all of them. Any of them who are mistreating us and doing us wrong, we want to get them out. We want some people who are respectful and care and care about purity used to stand for. Used to stand for hope. It used to care about the people who were hurting and injured and wanted to help them to lift themselves up. They know people who are disabled don't want to be disabled. They want to be like they used to be. And sometimes you can't get back there, but at least you can start moving forward and get to a better place. And that's if Social Security decides to help people again and stop hurting them. Anytime they decide all they want to do is do surveillance so they can get more money, and then they create this drama when there isn't any. That's like there's the security fraud, uh, surveillance fraud versus voter fraud. They're all in the same bucket, which means they're not real. They, that's not something that's a major issue. They're creating it to be one so that they're able to give the money to Wall Street and not to you. So you've got to decide what you're going to do today. I hope that means you're going to vote. I hope you've already voted. I hope that you will stand up that you know are right. It matters. We just can't do it without each other. We need each other. We need to stand. We need to fight. It's your voice, your power, right? You've got to do that. It has to be, it has to come from you. If it doesn't come from you, it's just going to be a problem, okay? So it's your voice, your power, your vote. That's democracy. And we're losing it because of fear tactics and bullying and intimidation. I couldn't believe what I saw today. I don't know if you saw one of uh, uh, Trump's tweets, but he stated that they were going to have people investigating to see if anybody who's voting is is doing voter fraud and they're going to have the worst things happen to them and so on and so forth. Intimidation and bullying by a sitting U.S. president? We've really stooped low if that's the case. That's one of the most classless, classless acts I've ever heard of. I've never seen a president of the United States of America stand up and try to intimidate someone not to vote. You vote. You stand and you fight and you have courage. And you let nobody on this face of the earth stop. You live in America, the United States of America. 
And we don't play that, right? Have they? A lot of the things that the Republicans have done in this gerrymandering of trying to keep the elections theirs by changing up districts so that even when Democrats, I wouldn't even say Democrats, let's just say even when more citizens vote the opposite way, they want to make sure they hold on to things because of their deviant behavior? No. You have to stand. You have to stand. When uh, I saw on the news earlier, I don't remember what channel it was, but they had a woman who was going to vote. She was in her 90s, 90s, and she was taking her oxygen with her to vote. And she was so determined to vote. And that's how every one of us should be. No matter what we're carrying on or what our struggle might be today, we've got to get to the, the ballot. We've got to. We've got to show where we stand as a nation. And we have to show that we are not divided as a nation. It doesn't matter what color you are. Either you're poor or you're not. And if you're poor, you're in that same boat. You're not in a different boat. You're not in a white boat or a black boat, right, or a Native American boat. We're all in this same boat, and they're coming at us in every single way they think will hurt us. So you have to decide what you're going to do about it. You're going to sit there and let things take away, be taken away from your future, generations in your family's future, because you don't go out and vote? If you do, tomorrow morning you'll have no one else to blame but yourself. Remember how you felt after the last election if you didn't vote? It was hard. Does that mean that people are out there trying to intimidate? Of course they don't want you to vote. Your vote means that they don't get what they want. But that's their problem because it don't, they don't deserve to have it. It's not theirs. They don't own it. This country belongs to all of us. And boy, did I go away from the article. Okay, so I'm going to come back for just a moment. Oh, it's just too many things out there. It says, I'm going to go back up just a little bit. It says, Social Security beneficiaries routinely complain about understaffing at offices and long waits for services. Another thing I want you to tell you about the Social Security office, it may not always be the, some of the employees may not always have integrity or be honest. Sometimes they might just try to play games with you. Okay, so don't be bullied into making decisions or saying things that they want you to say. Don't be surprised if your benefits all of a sudden stop coming in and you have to go out, go down there and fight to get them back. It's not uncommon, but what is uncommon is that I didn't realize that some of those employees won't tell you the truth. Whoever thought you'd go to the administration and it wouldn't be truthful. I didn't. But there's a lot of things going on that most of us don't know. So we have to just keep that in mind. Okay, it says, Social Security beneficiaries routinely complain about understaffing at offices and long waits for service. It says, to prove it to Congress, she dialed Social Security's 800 number as she waited to start his testimony before the House Ways and Means Subcommittee on March 7th. Ninety minutes later, she was still on hold. Did you hear that? Not 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. He said 90 minutes. And how many of you have been on hold more than 90 minutes? Don't you think that's discouraging? you? Most people, 90 minutes, they'll just drop off. Forget it. I'm not going to wait. Why would they do that to people who are disabled or retiree? And you know people are struggling at that time. If they weren't, they'd be doing something different. But no, 
they put you on hold to make sure you probably won't follow through, right? And then they can give what they want to Wall Street. There's something wrong when you're cutting and closing offices when you don't have enough people. What's the purpose of that? To hurt people. Congress hurt us. Social Security Administration is hurting us right now with their behavior, right? Well, we don't have the money. Who cut the money? And where did the money go? And where did all the money that the baby boomers put into Social Security, where is it now the baby boomers need it? Those are the questions we need to ask. But anyway, I just I had to go with that one. That's the shorter, believe me, of the two of the articles for today. But just go and take a look at that. That's just unreal. So the things and the pressure you're feeling, right, it's real, right? But you have to be thankful still. You have to be thankful that you still have enough energy to go ahead and address, to address the needs to take care of yourself. People are not going to always be what they should be or act in the ways they should. So you have to do what you need to do every single day. Remember to be thankful for three things because that will lift you up from some of the bad things people are doing. You don't want it to take you down. So keep those three things in your mind daily of the things that you're thankful for. It will make a difference in your life from, my, from what I've experienced. Okay, the second article I want to talk about is by The Root. And this one just, I, this is one of the best articles I've found about describing some of the deviant behavior that we're finding with our uh, police departments and law enforcement today. Either I, they've always been deviant and I didn't know it, a lot of times we don't know things until we start to deal with it. Or I, don't, I just don't even know what to say. So I'm going to go on and get into this article. The name of the article is Very Few Police Departments Have Rules for Undercover Cops on Facebook. Okay, now this is what they're talking about Facebook here. But I need to make this perfectly clear. I've seen them not only on Facebook. I think they charge really hard on Facebook. I see a lot of hacking and things that they try to do so that they can and a lot of the people you might see on Facebook may be these these fake uh, undercover undercover. I don't call them undercover cops. I call them people with deviant behavior because that's typically what it is. And perhaps one day I'll write a book on all the deviant behavior that I've been subjected to. And then that would really be a fallacious book. All right, but I'm going to go on. It says very few police departments have rules for undercover cops on Facebook. But it's not only Facebook. It's anything. It's your emails. It's Instagram. It's Twitter. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Any any platform that's out there, they're on. So don't be deceived in thinking that it's just Facebook. Somebody's kind of got to stick up their behind about Facebook because it seems like they, they're targeting them more and more. And I don't know what that's about. I just know what I see. I believe sooner or later the answer of why Facebook is so heavily being targeted right now will come out. Okay. The good thing I do know about today is I did I, on Twitter this morning. I did see where <clears throat> they were actually making sure that they were getting a, away from a lot of these fake accounts, which is great because far too many people are hiding behind them. I think it will be great when the entire internet washes its hands of fake accounts because I think they're not used by just decent people just trying to hide their identity. And that's not even possible now the way in which the Internet is set up is that they can track it back anyway. But let me get into this article before my time slips away and I won't be able to finish it. It says, quote, we asked, and this is, by the, this is the root in the name of the article, very few police departments have rules for undercover cops on Facebook. 
It says, we asked over 50 police departments to tell us if they had any rules for police officers who, who use fake accounts on Facebook to friend people of interest and monitor what they post. And I assure you that fake accounts are out uh, on my accounts because I've seen them, and, and that would be a book to write also. If our sample is an indicative of, na- of national trends, very few police departments have policies for going undercover on social media, meaning that the practices is almost wholly unregulated. And the reason why it's unregulated is because they're male, predominantly, I suspect. And a lot of the things they do are not things that you would want your children to see. I'm sure a lot of them are X-rated activities or games that they play. And by the way, if you're injured and you're lonely and you don't feel good and you start talking to somebody on the Internet and they just seem so kind and they agree and they know so much about you, it may not be that they know about you by accident. You might be being set up by these people, right? You might bring those people into your home and try to treat them Christianly. (laughs) Don't waste your time. These people cannot be helped, in my opinion. They need more God than I've ever had. Let me tell you, I thought I had a little bit of it. I guess I could really get into that. So don't be fooled, right? Uh, money. If they're asking for money, don't give it to them. If they're asking for food, don't give it to them. Just don't give them anything once you recognize them, okay? Because they're doing a lot of deviant stuff out there that you would not think. They might think it's funny or it's a joke taking advantage of people that are disabled or, or someone who's retired, but it's not. It's wrong because they know better. Right, there's, there's, there's no information that they're trying to get out of there. The only thing they're trying to do is use and abuse and pull people down. Who are already down far enough? All right, let me go on. It says, over, of all of the over to our freedom of information request, what does that mean? That freedom of information, if it's something that's public, we have the right to get the information about it. Do they always give it? No. Let me just go on, though. Just 13 had policies that mentioned covert social media investigations. Covert means open, right? Overt, I'm sorry, covert is under, I'm sorry. Overt is like it's, it's out there and they want you to know that they're following you. And they will do both of them, overt and covert at the same time for your information. It says, all the department's responses are noted here in the interactive map, which you can go out and take a look. I'm not going to go into that. At the very least, police departments should be able to tell us what their policies are when it comes to fake friending us on Facebook. Did you hear that? I want, I want to make sure you understand that word, fake friending, fake friending. So a lot of the people in which you will come in contact with, if you're disabled or injured or any of those things, might be these fake friends to lure you into bad situations that they can monetize for Wall Street. Remember that because they're doing it a lot. From my perspective, they have done it a lot to a lot of people. In fact, what I believe, my opinion is, that they have shamed so many people because they've done deviant tactics that they thought people would be too embarrassed for anybody in the world to hear. But you know what I tell them? I tell them to take the Samuel L. Jackson approach. Let them tell it. Tell it. Tell it all. Let's just bring it all out. Let's just let everyone know what kind of character you have and what you've done to millions of people that are disabled or retired when they were only trying to be helpful with a few resources in which they have. Yeah, we could go there. 
We can go there because it's really important to me. I think people being taken advantage of just because they're down and out is a really mean thing to do by anybody. Okay. Any information revealing surveillance techniques, tactical operations, or intelligent procedures is exempt from public disclosure. I'm sure the public can disclose a lot of I have no doubt about it for personal experience. Those that have a policy usually keep it pretty simple. A police officer needs to get a supervisor approval before creating an undercover, undercover account. Okay, but don't believe the nonsense. At least I wouldn't believe it. You can choose to. Uh, once their account is approved by a supervisor, police officers who want to do undercover Facebook stalking, ooh, you said the right word because they are stalking you. They're stalking you from the time you go on, the time you go off. They have a, a twin device set up that monitors everything you do. You get on, they're right there. You get off, they're right there. To me, it's definitely a problematic situation. And no one should have to be stalked like that 24-7, seven days a week, out to eight years. Why would they do such a thing? Because they have no value system. Can't find what they want. They want to create it. You don't give it to them to create. They wait to see if some act situation will happen so they can they can take that up and use it. What kind of nonsense is that? That's not the kind of people we want in office. We need a new Social Security administration, one that remembers why they're there and who what they're there to do. All right, and these police officers, who you know who hires the most awful police officers, investigators. Insurance companies, right? And that's probably because they know how to bully people a whole heck of a lot, right? So when people come to bully you, you just stand up. There's no need for you to, to, to just quake in your boots. That's not American. We stood and we can stand together and also support insured civil rights legislation. Yep, that's it. Once we can get insured civil, insured civil rights legislation on the books, we can stop a lot of the bullying and intimidation and have the freedom we should have to repair and heal our bodies and our souls. We want those cobwebs out. We don't need any more. Okay. So let's see where we are here. It says some of the departments have slightly more rigorous policies. Once their account is approved by a supervisor, police officers who want to do undercover uh, undercover Facebook stalking in, like, Mountain View, California, Minneapolis, and Seattle, for example, have to keep logs of their accounts, but do they? And my question is, they might have a log, but is it what's deleted from that log? Or what do they try to delete from your log? Okay, don't even get me started. This is true. It says the same thing is true in Chicago, where the Cook County Sheriff's Office provides a slideshow presentation Two is to do deputies instructing them on how to create fake accounts and assemble dossiers of persons of interest, right? And that's what I'm saying. You go out there and they say, oh, I like playing football. Oh, I like going to the bars. Oh, all of these things. And it sounds just like you. They probably profiled you. And they're probably trying to get you to do something just to make a mistake, pimp you out and play you out and force you to do things they want you to do or to hurt you. Or both. And that's a sad state of affairs. That's not what I call law law enforcement. That's not what I call police departments. That's sad. Well, let me go on. Where are we here? 
It says, meanwhile, at police departments in New York City and Austin, Texas, officers not only have to get permission from a supervisor, the supervisor has to write a memo that explains why the account is being created and include the photo that will be used as the account avatar, right? And it's an avatar that they profile that they think that's the kind of people you like to hang out with or be around or that you like in lustful ways. Whatever it might be, their game is on. Okay, so the Austin Police Department has one of the most detailed policies with an explicit requirement that criminal activity must be suspected to justify the creation of an online alias, right? I, I challenge that. I would say it's, a lot of it's about activists, people who are talking about their behavior, people who are saying things that are going on are wrong and need to be stopped, and they're talking about it, and they're standing up because they're not going to be afraid and intimidated by the behavior of those who have no scruples, in my opinion. I'm going to go on. It says, Facebook policies prohibit the creation of fake accounts by law enforcement, but officers are making them anyway. Did you hear that? Facebook says, this is illegal. And they say, we don't care. We're going to do it anyway because we don't, we don't uphold the law. We only use the law the way we see fit against anybody we see fit. To bully anyone we see fit. To harass anyone, we see fit. To hack anyone, we see fit. Anywhere, anyhow, regardless of what the people who actually own that platform think. What does that tell you about their way of thinking? They think they're going to be interested in doing the right thing for all people? It doesn't sound like it to me. If they decide that they don't have to respect the law, what where does it end? Let me go on here. It says an officer from the Memphis Police Department used an undercover account to friend and spy on who? Black Lives Matter activists. You know, I'm so tired of the police always bullying black folks. Why is it black folks are always having to be under surveillance, bullied, uh, portrayed as bad people? What is up with this? Are they members of uh, the Nationalist Party in most of these uh, places? Because they certainly aren't acting and treating everyone the same. I mean, the number of black people in America is small compared to a lot of populations. So why the actions against so many people, especially Black Lives Matter? Why? Why? Why are the police departments doing that? So they don't care about the country or respecting everyone equally, or they wouldn't be doing it and singling out people of color, and particularly Black Lives Matter, or other people of a lot of different races that are of color. There's something wrong with that. Let's see what it says here. Online aliases could be created at the discretion of individual police officers. Yeah, I bet they did. Right? So not only can they do it on the job, but they can do it in their free time. What does that tell you? If they're doing it in their free time and on, they probably have an issue or an addiction with online issues, right? And who are they going to take them out on? Those who deserve it the least and who could afford it the least. All right, it says, that seems really problematic and ripe for abuse and misuse. You tell them this, Rachel Waldman Levinson. She's a scholar at the Brennan Center of Media Justice. By the way, the Brennan Center is a great place to invest. If you have any resources uh, to give them, please donate. They do such good work, and they stay on top of so many issues. And if you can't, just go ahead and actually Link up your friends and stuff to them so they can stay informed on this that are actually going on. Okay, that's the Britain Center, okay, for media justice. But they also have, well, that's the easiest way to find it. Britain Center for media justice, okay. 
be a standard and oversight for what accounts officers create, who they friend, and how long they monitor them. Well, let me tell you, they can monitor you for decades just because they want to. Something is seriously wrong with that. Lacking such standards or guidelines, it's impossible to evaluate how effective these tactics are. I don't think they're effective. I think they're done for specific reasons against specific people. And whether they're being used to target more groups other than others. Black Lives Matter activists have been targeted by local law enforcement. See, that also reminds me of anybody that stands up with strength and courage to help with our democracy, they try to knock people down. Why? Why would you try to knock people down or try to lift up the whole country? So that's a question. And that's why I say your vote today is important. You need to think about the people you're putting in these places from all perspectives, not just from, you know, they, they sound good on our ad. Uh, are they trying to intimidate you so you vote for them? You vote for what's right. You have to, like saying, I say, I have to live with myself, and so I have to be fit for myself to know really matters today. It matters every day, but it also matters with your vote. Let me go on here. It says, lacking such standards or guidelines, it's impossible to evaluate how effective these tactics are and whether they're being used to target more groups than others. Black Lives Matter activists have been targeted by local law enforcement and by the federal government since 2015, right? Right? Did you hear that? Since 2 been targeted by local law enforcement and the federal government. Sounds like a Martin Luther King moment to me, where justice will prevail and the wrongdoing has got to go away. This is not just about Black Lives Matter. Black lives do matter. All lives matter. All abuse. Black people... People have, black people have been suffering abuse in this country for far too long, and that needs to stop. And I think we're at a generation who knows that and recognizes that we all should be treated equal, regardless of our race, our gender, our gender, our religion. We need respect. And obviously the law enforcement we have today is not on it. So we need a new top, someone at the top who knows what respecting all people really means. That's my perspective. Let's see what it says here. It says, in Philadelphia, social media-driven investigations of gang activity means the entire network of black and brown kids have been criminalized. Did you hear that? An entire network of black and brown kids have been criminalized based off tweets, photos, and videos please deemed gang-related. Gang-related, isn't that a, a word that actually has too much of a punch? All black kids and all Brown kids are not gang related. Would you want your son or your daughter in this database that they're creating? And who knows who they share it with? You know, Wall Street's going to have it. You think these kids are going to be able to go out and get decent jobs when they come of age? Right? Are they going to be feared because they're brown? Are they going to be feared because they're black? Guess what? There should be some white gangs in there too. Something wrong here. But no kid should just be. Uh, placed in a, in a situation where their life comes to, the opportunities come to an end before their life hardly begins? That's not right. So anyway, this is a great article about police departments and the things that they do. And I believe most of us don't even realize a lot of the things go on um, in our own little communities because we're not part of it. Usually we're just trying to survive, especially people who are disabled or retired. I don't have enough time for this nonsense. 
But we have to do something because if we don't get out there and vote to change this, then they're going to be able to just run it like that. This is not going to be a democracy. It's going to be their way of thinking and their way of doing things. And we're going to just be out. We're going to be out of luck. Even in Social Security, there will be nothing there. So I hope that we'll choose to get up and stand up against a lot of these bad acting or ill-mannered behaviors that we're seeing in not only in law enforcement, but with Social Security. That's a tragedy, and we don't need that. We need change. And I hope you'll start to bring with the insured civil rights legislation because we don't, we have no one else to blame but ourselves. Yet, we're going to be thankful because right now we can do something. We're thankful that we can get out and vote today and change the direction of our country and to make it so that people are more respectful and kind and truth-telling. Wow, imagine that. This vote three would be a great thing. Uh, you know what? I hope that you will go out and subscribe to Esther's radio show on Facebook, talking about you with Esther, or on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. I'm out there. Podcast, and want to listen to iTunes, you can listen to it here on Block Talk Radio. It's just important for you to stay active, even if you're injured, even if you're sick, even if you're hurting. Sometimes just listening to something and learning how you, the things you can do to make life better, not only for yourself, but for people in your community and in our country. It does matter. Sometimes it's just the little things we do. It doesn't have to be anything big. But I appreciate you. I just, so make sure you make comments down below here or on any of the other platforms that you find me on. Just make sure you use HTTPS. Because like I told you, there's a lot of people out there who say there's somebody and they're not. So I want to make sure that you're getting directly to me because I appreciate you, your time, your thoughts, and your comments. So thank you for joining me today. Remember that I'll be back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Enjoy your day, and remember to go out and vote. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.